This episode is kind of special to me because I'm actually holding in my hand the item that brings back so many memories from me. What I'm holding is the 1989 Batman movie on VHS. Sounds of the VHS tape. Sliding it out of its cardboard box. When's the last time you heard those noises, right? (laughs) So yeah, we're going back to 1989 on this episode. In 1989, I lived in Germany, which makes my exposure to the Batmania of that year probably quite different than the average listener. But to properly put me in the right frame of mind, we actually have to go back a little further into 1988. And that's because up until 1988, I and my brother have been pretty loyal Marvel readers. We read a lot of Marvel comics and really not any DC comics. But the thing about being a military brat is you move a lot. And the army gives you what's called a moving allowance. You can move up to X amount of pounds of goods. And if you go over that, then you actually have to pay some out of your own pocket. So families travel light in the army. My brother had a friend while we were living in Germany who was a big DC guy. And he had amassed a pretty big box full of DC comics. And he was about to move back to the States. So his family said, hey, we can't take that big box of comics because, you know, big box of comics weighs a lot. So my brother's friend gave us the big box of DC comics. And we loved comics, but we just hadn't dabbled in DC. And little did I know how much I was really going to enjoy it. Not only was it my first exposure to Justice League International, which is still one of my most beloved titles to this day, but it was also really my first flavor of Batman. So keep in mind about... A year, maybe a little less, 10 months before Batmania strikes, I'm really getting my first exposure to Batman, period. And I tell you what, if if you're into comics, you might remember this era of it. But if not, let me fill you in. The first one I remember reading out of there that just really like, wow, this Batman stuff is super cool, was Batman number 414. It was a Jim Starlin issue that kicked off the Dumpster Killer storyline which is a pretty dark and grim storyline about a serial killer that's killing women in Gotham and leaving their bodies in dumpsters. And you have to imagine how impactful that would have been on a then, what, 12-year-old Jared who had only read Marvel. This Batman was, you know, dark and gritty and uh, just a whole new world. And just as a refresh, right after that on issue 414, 415 was a millennium tie-in, so the story kind of went off beat for a minute and 416 was a Jason Todd story development issue but then right after that comes the 10 Knights of the Beast and then they finally finished up the Dumpster Killer story I think it was seven issues after the first one the 414 that I had read and then oh by the way right after that sort of leading up to the Batman 1989 cinematic release you got the Todd McFarlane cover of Batman for 423 You have the one where it's, you know, did Jason Todd kill the son of the diplomat? That was 424. And then you had the Death in the Family series. And you had the Many Deaths of Batman by John Byrne. And then you had Batman Year 3. So all these Bat comics that are my very first exposure, that's a strong run of Bat comics. 
So, yeah, I was really, like, intensely interested in Batman, and wow, what wonderful timing that right on the heels of all that, you've got this 1989 Batman movie coming out. Now, like I said, living in Germany, it was really different because the way we got movies. We would get movies usually three, four, five, maybe six months after they came out in the States. And then on top of that, usually the more popular the movie was in the States meant we'd have to wait longer because those film prints, basically what you have to think of is in Germany, we were basically a second run theater. So we had to wait for the prints to be done in the first run theaters in the States before we could watch them in Germany. And because Batman was so insanely popular, we weren't going to get it in our base theater for a good long while. Now, we still had some exposure that the Batmania thing was happening. You know, I've gone back and watched videos and looked at pictures from 89, the summer of 89, when Batman just exploded in the United States. And it's always kind of interesting to me to see that because it's not how we had it. We had, it was more meted out, really. I remember seeing t-shirts and hats, you know, Batman t-shirts, hats, and things like that starting to show up. And the very first exposure I actually had to that gold Batman emblem that graces the front of the VHS box that I'm holding in my hand right now. First time I ever saw that gold Batman emblem was actually on the cover of the Prince CD that came along with the movie. The Prince CD actually released only three days before the premiere of the movie. The Batman movie itself premiered in June, June 23rd, 1989. And the print CD had come out on June 20th. Now, we didn't have to wait for second run on CD, so we actually ended up having the CD in our PX at Downs Barracks, Fulda, Germany, before, long before the movie ever showed up. So my first exposure to the gold Batman emblem that we all know from the poster, from the VHS box, was actually the print CD. So I'm seeing hats, I'm seeing t-shirts, the Prince CD is there. Batman's already on my mind thanks to that strong run of comics that I already had. Our family took a trip to Salzburg, Austria in the fall. Still one of my favorite trips we ever took. One of my favorite cities I've ever visited. Quite taken with Salzburg. I remember on that trip stopping by a Austrian toy store. And there was a lot of Batman toys going on in there. So again, it's we're kind of slowly getting the Batmania that's already booming in the U.S., I bought a uh, Batman on a suction cup. Like, it looked like he was climbing the side of a building, and it was the black, you know, bat suit from the movie, and the suction cup itself had a little bat symbol on it. And he, so basically, he was hanging from like a, I don't know, four inch or five inch little rope. And I loved that thing. I, I stuck that. I remember putting it on the car window on the drive home, and I would stick it on my window as soon as I got home. And that was my, that was like my little Batman talisman as I was starting to warm up and get excited about this movie that, you know, little did I know was making this huge splash in the States right now, but we're, again, we're getting, we're a little behind in Germany, so I'm waiting for it to catch up, but now I've got my little toy, I'm very excited from the comic books that I've read, so the momentum is finally, finally building. So, up to this point, the only other exposure that I had to Batman 1989 was... In our Afy's Burger Bar, we had this Afy's Burger Bar, so you can think of it as sort of a, sort of a McDonald'sy or Burger Kingy style place. They had a video jukebox. It's another interesting facet of living in Germany 
through the 80s is that we didn't have MTV. So I saw very, very few videos. All the videos that most of our listeners are familiar with from the 80s, most of them I have not seen. But it was a neat little video jukebox. You could go drop in a couple of quarters and not only listen to the song, but you could, it had a TV on it. You could watch the video. And they had the Bat Dance video by Prince in there as well. So, you know, up to this point, you know, I'd seen some hats and T-shirts. I'd seen the CD by Prince. I'd seen the video that goes along with the CD. The only other thing I remember getting Batman-wise was I think I'd gotten for my birthday or it might have been a Christmas package was some Batman boxer shorts. Now, the funny thing about this is at the age of 12 or 13, I was only familiar with briefs. I'd never really seen boxer shorts. Nobody I knew, no one in our house wore boxer shorts, so I didn't know what they were. I just thought they were shorts, like shorts. So I would wear them around just like shorts until one day at school, this girl from my class said, why are you just wearing your underwear around? (laughs) I was like taken aback by that. Like, what are you talking about? These are just shorts. She's like, those are boxer shorts. That's underwear. (laughs) Oh, the the life lessons you learn sometimes too late. So anyway, I had my Batman suction cup and I had my boxer shorts and I'd seen the Prince video and the CD. Well, here's the thing. Batman on VHS actually got released November 15th of 89. Five months after its cinematic premiere is when the VHS came out. And then finally, an early Christmas package arrived. A lot of times your family would send you packages early from the States because you never know when the mail's going to slow down and holidays and all that. So I would say our Christmas package from my grandmother arrived probably not too long after Thanksgiving or maybe in that maybe in that first week of December. And we convinced our mom to let us open our presents from our grandmother. And mine was in the form of a VHS tape, the one I hold in my hand right now. And I opened it up and I just couldn't believe that it was Batman on VHS. Because you have to remember, it still hasn't hit our theaters yet. Still hasn't hit our theaters yet. So I'm holding this movie that now I've sort of been built up and started really wanting to see. And now I have it in my hand. And it's like, I can't believe it. Like my brain can't accept the fact that I finally have Batman on VHS in my hands. To make things worse, my brother had actually gone to see it because he went out onto the German economy and saw it at a German movie theater. Like, that was how bad people started wanting to see it because it just wouldn't come to our theater on base. So my brother and a couple of his buddies went and saw it, which made it worse for me because I was like, oh, my brother got to see it. And I still hadn't seen it. But now I had the VHS in my hands. So I finally popped this VHS tape in. And I tell you what, I can distinctly remember to this day is the Diet Coke Batman commercial that plays at the front of that VHS tape. And I was just so taken with it. Oh, it's so cool. They made a Batman commercial of the Diet Coke and Michael Goff was in the commercial and the Coke can had a bat cape on the can. And I just, oh, I just, I can still remember it to this day. Hello, Gotham Corner Store. Yes, we seem to be down to our last Diet Coke. A gentleman is on his way to pick some up. Just look for a black car. No, this black car will be rather difficult to miss. And by the way, the gentleman is usually in quite a rush. Just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. Let me tell you something. The power of this VHS 
the popularity it gave me at school, since now everybody was waiting to see Batman, was tremendous. I was the coolest kid in school. I was invited to every sleepover. Hey, come to my sleepover, bring your Batman VHS, you know? And that's the way I did it, too, by the way, because I would not loan it out. People were like, oh, can I borrow your Batman VHS? No. No. I was not letting anyone borrow. I was not ever going to let this most wonderful item escape my grasp. So, no, I uh, I would not. <laughs> I would not loan it out. Not at all. But I did get invited to a lot of sleepovers because, uh, hey, bring that Batman VHS <laughs> with you and... Uh, Oh, I ended up watching it, I don't know, five, six, seven times before. Like, my strongest memory of watching it, other than first popping it in for the Diet Coke commercial, my my strongest memory is actually having my buddy Steven over. We had a sleepover at my house. We lived on a place called Aschenberg in Fulda, Germany, and it was a duplex, and we had this great view out of our windows that we could see these rolling fields down into a valley where there was another small village oh my goodness thinking back on it my goodness what a wonderful wonderful place to spend those formative years but yeah we, i lived in this duplex with my buddy steve and he came over must have been right around christmas time because i can remember us having a sleepover having our sleeping bags out in the living room watching batman you know again on vhs by the light of the christmas tree you know that was the only light in the room was the lights coming from the tree and it was just I'll always remember that feeling. For So for me, Batman 89 really has a Christmas feel to it, even though there's nothing Christmassy in it, <laughs> as opposed to its sequel, Batman Returns, is quite Christmassy. But 89 has this Christmas feel because that's really the strongest memory I have around watching the VHS is just the glow of the Christmas tree, watching it with my friend Steven. And just being completely content and happy. You know how you have some of those memories, or at least I hope you do, where you look back and there's moments where you're just completely content and happy as a child. Well, this one is one of mine. Uh, the place we lived was wonderful. Life was good. I had my best buddy over. We were watching Batman, which still hadn't come to our theater yet, by the light of the Christmas tree. And just that is a strong memory for me. And I remember as the credits rolled, one of the songs on the credits is Prince singing Scandalous. And I remember, oh, that song is real smooth. Like, I liked it. I was like, this song's got a smooth sound to it. And this is actually the moment where I start my, what would end up being lifelong, love affair with Prince. So everything swirls around this VHS tape. This VHS tape was the first time I got to see Batman 89. I had just gotten exposed to the comic books of Batman, which I would become a collector of for many, many, many years. And it ignited my lifelong love of Prince. And on top of all that, this cardboard box sleeve that contains a plastic tape just takes me back to Christmas of 1989 and one of the most comfortable, happy, wonderful memories that I have. In fact, I loved this movie and the comfort it gave me so much. We moved away from Germany that upcoming summer in 1990. And I liked the movie so much that I kept the VHS. Like, I wouldn't let the movers pack it with our stuff. I actually put it in my travel bag because we were going to come home. We were going to spend the summer basically with relatives and family in Indiana bouncing around between grandparents, aunts and uncles and such. 
and I wanted to have the Batman VHS tape with me through all of that. So anytime I'd land at whatever relative's house, I'd pull out that tape. Hey, have you guys seen Batman or would you like to watch it again? And I watched it again and again and again all summer long of 1990. So you might be asking yourself, Jared, did you ever see Batman on the big screen? Did it finally come to your movie theater? It did come to my movie theater, but I never did see it. Like I'd watched it on VHS so many times before it came to our theater. I want to say it came like right after Christmas of 89 or maybe after New Year's in 90 that we finally got it. But I never did go see it. I'd seen it so many times. I had lost the urge. And of course now, as a grown man, I look back and say, oh, I wish I had, because then I could say, hey, I saw it on the big screen, you know, but I didn't. I just watched it on VHS over and, and over again. So those are my memories around 1989 Batman. And just when I pick up this VHS cassette, just all of that, all of that comes flooding back to me. So it's not just the Batman 1989 movie. It is like everything Batman. It brought in the comics. And then it brought in, like I said, my love affair with Prince music, which would last my entire life. My love of Batman. My love of Prince. Some of my strongest, most wonderful memories of Germany. The trips to Salzburg and Austria. It's all tied to this piece of plastic. Makes me smile every time I pick it up. So those are my memories of Batman 1989. I'd love to hear yours. Please share your memories of how you remember Batmania, maybe from the American perspective, or if you're an international listener, you know, what was that like for you? What was Batmania like for you? Do you have memories around the movie, the theater, the comics, the Prince album, the VHS tape? I'd love to hear it. If you'd like to share that with me, you can do that in lots of different ways. First of all, I highly recommend you check out The Long Box Crusade. It's on all your finer podcast catchers, and it's on YouTube, Long Box Crusade. And if you want to chat on the social medias, it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Long Box Crusade, and of course, the YouTube. If you're watching or listening to this on YouTube, I'd love to hear your memories. You can put them right down there in the comments. You can also leave us a voicemail at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Otherwise, like I said, Longbox Crusade, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is a great way to share your memories. Or you can share them directly with me. I am Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale Artist, and I can be found at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. We'd love to hear from you. I would totally love to hear your Batman memories. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to mine. So thanks for listening, and we'll take another trip together on another day. This episode features the music track Angel's Dream by Music Fellows.